Welcome to One Media, One Media, where you take two pieces of media and we kind of talk about it and fling dirt at it, too. Especially with this one. (laughs) (laughs) We research and react. Yeah, we research and react. I'm Takeshi. With me, I have Santos. And today, we're going to talk about A Whisker Away, which was released June 18th, 2020 on Netflix. And the trailer made it look really good. I'm not going to all over it yet. <laughs> Give us some details first. Yeah, I'm going to go with Who the made details. this film? It was written by Mori Akata, and it was produced by Toho Animation and Twin Engine, and it was directed by Junichi Sato and Tamikata Shibayama. Shibayama. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Sounds about right. A Whisker Away is actually called Nakari Tai Watadashi Waka. Oh boy. Wanting to cry, I pretend to be a cat is what it's literally called. <laughs> Wanting to cry, I pretend to be a cat? Yes. And then they decided to just like sum that up in a whisker away. Like, yes. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Okay. Cool. I think a whisker away is a little bit better. Okay. So it was released in Japan June 18th, but the English audio was available on June 28th, 2020. Because I think when we first talked about this movie and we decided to watch this, it was still Japanese only. And it was just recently that they released the dubs. I watched it in dubbed. Yeah, exactly. So we're yeah. lucky. This movie is about this boy who happens to find a cat in the trash. He heard it meowing. He hangs out with this cat, realizes that he's really into it, and holds and coddles this cat. His name is Hinode, and he names the cat Toru. I guess was he thought it was a reincarnation of his old puppy. Little does he know that there's this girl named Moge or Mio, and she's really, really into him. He doesn't know why she's so into him. She's actually kind of pushy and very annoying about it, too. (laughs) They're in high school. They're in high school, but still, she's very boy crazy over him. She is obsessed. Yeah, a little obsessed. She's a little obsessed. She's having her own life difficulties. That's how I took it. And um, her own family issues. And then she kind of thought he was so great. Something about him was so great to her that she just put all her energy and time into him. Yeah. And the more she gets to know him, the more she loves him. And then there's this whole entire backstory too with her family and his family and actually kind of standing up to what you believe in and 
who you really like and what you really want to do with your life. And they're envy over each other kind of because they see something that they don't have. <laughs> That's the gist of it. Yes. And then the magical. Yeah, there is a lot of magic in it. There There's is. some talking cats with like uh, the cat that Hinode finds. But uh, you're going to have to watch it. I'm just going to f- throw some dirt at it already. I didn't like this movie at all. I was expecting way more. <laughs> well, you told me, oh, we're going to watch this oh, anime. It's about a cat. And I got excited. Yeah. It's going to be about a cat. The- it's not really about a cat. So it's not that's really. the thing. It's like, it's more about these teenagers. Yeah. And kind of a small romance, which this is kind of movie I might like, but somehow they just didn't do it right. You're right. When we talk about it, it's like magical. There's romance. That's so us. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Something and- we would like. So we were definitely drawn to it, but it just didn't. It's something about it. Something about it. It just felt weird and kind of uncomfortable, young. You know, and the weirdest thing is, it's only 104 minutes. Yeah, but it felt it felt really long in the middle or whatever, where the plot was actually kind of carrying on. It was really good, but then it just. It took some time. It was weird at the beginning. I got confused at one point. Yeah, because I was like. You're kind of introduced to Mio first. I know. I, I kind of girls. Yeah, totally. yeah he's so it is about both the boy and the girl character, but it's focused on Mio at first. But then it kind of like jumps to him, but it jumps to his sister. So at first I was confused. Mom, was that? Her? Wait, what's going on? I know because uh, she kind of looks like Mio too. So it was like, and it was very at the beginning. So you're just kind of like, wait, what? And then also Mio has like a personality split. So and they don't really explain it until later because she's kind of tortured. You get to see some of her family issues that's going on that's upsetting her. But by day she acts like a love crazy teenager. So it's like, is this the same person? So the very beginning I felt like yeah, was a little confusing. With that too. Yeah. Yeah. And she's annoying, so it's hard to get to like her. Yeah, that's that's very true. There's not enough background with her except for I hate the world. And it comes later. Yeah. Like it comes way later. I'm like, oh, I should, I would have liked to know that now. And it doesn't come from her. It comes from her friends, like making an observation. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, whatever would make you sympathize with that character should have been pulled way f- more forward in the movie. Cause I didn't care. I didn't care what happened. I was like, and so. Yeah. Everything about it, I was just a little bit irritated with because the trailer made it look so good. And then I watched it. And so, as a recommendation, just watch the trailer. Yeah, watch the, just trailer. watch the trailer. The animation's good, I'll admit. There's certain parts of it to me, it does kind of feel like a spirit away or something like that. Mm-hmm. In a way, it's very whimsical at times, but it just never went off from that. And maybe it needed to be edited more and rearranged a little yeah. bit or something. <laughs> Too many yes men, and they're just trying to get it going and I have no clue. It could have been safe. If they would have cut out maybe 10 minutes of it, it might have been better. 
shifted it around. Yeah, You're right. It's, totally. it's not bad. Like, yeah, like the storyline, like we said, if we just talk about the story, you guys would be like, why wouldn't you like this? It's everything this you like. This is definitely down our alley. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, but I it mean, wasn't executed I thought this was well. a sure win. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's exciting. Thumbs down, but it is available on Netflix. It is a Netflix exclusive. Oh, okay, so. I was going to ask you that. I was like, is this... Which, where where do you find it? (laughs) Did the people who made this make anything else? One of them wrote for like Gundam. Yeah, their catalog is so big, I couldn't even recognize a lot of it. (laughs) So I'm sure if you go in there with no expectation, and maybe if you don't watch the trailer, you might like it. (laughs) 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 Because on Rotten Tomatoes, the approval rating is... 92%. 92%. And yeah, well, if I was 10, I would like it. Yeah. Maybe. Do you know but what I mean? Maybe like, if maybe I was it's a like before I, 11 yeah. to 12, maybe. Maybe I don't like know. a younger audience could get past some of it. Yeah. And then the average rating is a 7.78 out of 10. So, mm, I mean, that's. I'd give this like a five. Yeah, I know, right? Like the, five. But I'm a grown up, so maybe. <laughs> didn't get it. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> we watch some stuff that I think is more for younger teens and we like it. I don't know. I I wasn't into it, so. Miss a mark. Check it out if you want, but. <laughs> we warned you. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. God, th- did you watch the trailer? No, now oh, I want to go back right. and watch it. <laughs> it looked really good. I was like, oh, yes, finally they got a good one. Next week, I promise. I already have it planned out. We're going to have a good Hooray. <laughs> I'm picking out two already. What <laughs> <laughs> or two. I've watched them both, and it's kind of good to go back. Have you been watching anything else? No. <laughs> I've just been watching, like, just odd things, like Ultimate Beastmaster. <laughs> have you watched that? Ultimate Beastmaster, huh? It's yeah. like one of those... Obstacle course shows. Oh, like kind of like with those like Ninja, Ninja Warrior. Warrior. Yes, it's Ultimate Beastmaster. I watched like an old one of those because I wasn't. Yeah, I think it. G Four used to play the original Ninja Warrior, and it was so good because you actually get to know the like, who always gets through and. Yeah, the different athletes. Yeah. They're so amazing. Yeah. It's all like these parkour people and climbers, and you're just like, ah, oh, so strong. Gymnasts. And in Japan, they had one for males and the other ones for females because the male ones are more arm oriented. Mm-hmm. This one time, this female, she made it through the first course. She was the first female to make it through a Ninja Warrior. And then she couldn't get through the other part because she was too small. You know, I was thinking that about Ultimate Beastmaster. It's co-ed, but there's always only one or two women maybe on per team. And it's international. So it's like the teams are based on country. So it's like either they need to have it like 50% of the teams to be women or they need to... I was thinking I'd like to just see women go up against women because like some of these women are like 5'2". They're tiny gymnasts and they're so strong, but the they have to leap like 10 feet. And so someone who's six something has like this huge advantage. And so I was thinking the same thing. Like, oh, I kind of want to see these elite like female athletes get an obstacle course that's not made for giant people. <laughs> right, 
I mean, there's also some short dudes too. So it's like goes back and forth. So I get why they might mix it, but I don't know. I'd like to see just like a women's competition. Yeah. They kind of curtail horses more towards females. Not that insane. Women are weaker or anything. No, not at all. (laughs) Like if their legs are stronger and stuff, then you can mix it up. Because sometimes it's all, like you said, just arms. It's just arm stuff. And it looks so painful. American Ninja Warrior, there's a lot of women coming up through that one. Oh, that's good. So I don't know. That's good. Maybe Mm -hmm. they adjust the courses or something. To even it for height and stuff. Yeah, in Japan, they, some of the choruses were just a little bit too big, and I felt so bad for that girl because she was crying and because no, she couldn't make it through. They, like, oh, and shit. they're like freakishly talented people, so it's like you're. This is just something that is like ridiculous. Don't worry, yeah. <laughs> you're so strong. <laughs> I'd love to give it a try, but I bet you could make it through maybe one thing where you're kind of running off the blocks or something and probably <laughs> flop into water. And that's it. That's it. Like, what? Da, da, da. And just fall. I wonder I if anyone through Shelter in Place has been building their own backyard obstacle courses. Oh, you know, that's what's train. crazy. Some of those people who do practice for American Ninja Warrior or Ninja Warrior, they have a small course in their backyard. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. I've been watching three or four different animes right now, and <laughs> I made it through Food Wars, and I'm not too sure if you would like it. It sounds like a Food Network show. It kind of is like a Food Network show, but it's more based in high school, of course. And they do this hyper-focus on different dishes and but it wants to be an action anime so bad but this has cooking in it instead so it's really (laughs) ridiculous but then Uh, the fan service is just over too much it's very like you would have to kind of look past it and i don't know if you would be able to like the tna (laughs) but you know there's naked guys in there and lots of guy butts in there but it's just (laughs) all over the place (laughs) it's just all over the place and like whenever the judges eat the food or whatever they almost have like this (laughs) and then all of a sudden they're just (laughs) naked (laughs) 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 it's just it's so weird oh it's so good yeah you might like it i don't know if i want to watch all of them no 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 you don't need to i just kind of burned through it and then i completed that volleyball anime and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I don't like this. I don't know. I'm watching it. And then you're like, I think it's getting okay. And now you're like, nope, I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, God, it's, <laughs> it's just like three episodes on one game. Too much. And who no. cares about volleyball? I'm and sorry. crying over losing a game. And it's not even a championship or anything. It's just they lost their first game. And, Oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay, it's okay to cry and stuff. Don't get me wrong. But I think in Japan, it just happens. It's just everybody cries all over the place. And it's just a normal thing. <laughs> the culture well, is different, I think. It sounds like too much is put onto these that events. Too. You know, it's like we have to win this competition and it's too much. And the thing I noticed about after watching so many animes now consistently... I noticed that there is all these crazy tournaments for things. And if you're really into something, then you should definitely focus on that. 
Where over here, I don't think there is as much, except for with certain sports. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty competitive yeah. here as well, but I think there's something, I, I don't it's know, even the though. movie The Whisker Away, something about the fact that you have to apply to high school. The U.S., you just roll into Yeah, unless you want to do a private high school, but these are all public high schools, so it seems. I don't know. Yeah, so there's like, seems like a really rigorous process early on. Like, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah, and then some people are nominated to clean the classroom and all this other stuff, which over here is just like, get out, leave. Yeah, they take their education really seriously. I don't know if that's true or if that's just what they're portraying in anime. But if you just watch anime, you're like, wow, they really find education to be very important. There's, It's hard to get into high school. Even the movies I've watched that's like that in high school. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm there's wrong. some pressure to be excellent at stuff. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting, like comparing it to my high school. My junior high school, it was not like that in any way. I mean, maybe we had some baseball teams or whatever. I know the the girls' volleyball at my high school is really, really good. Even to today, it's incredibly good. But still, I don't sense that pressure. I don't know. It's just, to me, it seems different. Yeah. In America, I don't know. We have like a big slacker streak. It's like there's like really high achievers <laughs> yeah. and that's important in some ways, but then there's also like this rebellious slackery edge to teenagers. So right. I don't know. I don't know if that's balancing out some of the pressure. Yeah, even the kids nowadays, they're really good. They're not like the way I was. <laughs> I think the kids now, the younger generations are much more pressured in schools even in US. At least yeah. the area. It's like high achieving and they're kind of stressed out. Yeah, and they're doing a lot more extracurricular stuff. I used to work for this the radio station. We would film some of the games and these kids were just always doing something and basketball or whatever. It's totally different from the way it was in my generation where we were just slackers. No one gave a crap about anything. We would just, no. we'd just leave. <laughs> Class, we'd ditch class just to go smoke cigarettes yes. or whatever. I'd be like, bye, I'm done with this school day. <laughs> <laughs> Today is stupid. Totally. <laughs> and yeah, and like, I feel like um, even my Achiever friends I had, they did one thing. Like they did band or they did track and field. You know, yeah. Th- nowadays it's like, oh, my kid does track and field in the spring and Swimming in the fall. I'm like, what? They do like three sports. Like they're always in something through the whole year. Yeah, I don't get it's it. I'm like, when do they rest? <laughs> I, I think the other thing is, is that the parents are able to keep tabs with their kids a lot easier than with us. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a cell phone until I was in college. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So good luck trying to find me. Yeah, well, especially <laughs> with like smartphones or you could find your kid right away and the way you punish them is if they get bad grades you just take away their internet and all of a sudden they get crocodile eyes and it's all good sad that's because they're the phone is their connection to their friends right exactly they're they're addicted to their friends no they can't have them right right so anyway we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back 
Storygram Network. Hello, welcome to One Media, One Media. I'm your host, Takeshi, and with me I have Santos, and we take two pieces of media, and we take a deep dive on them. Kind of. We just talk about it. Kind of. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? It's the intersection of possibility, where what-ifs and why-nots collide. Some on the cutting edge, others on the cutting room floor. It's a place I like to call The Bleed. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Hey, podcast fans. I'm Jeff Davis. Through the safety of your earbuds, Bluetooth speaker, or car stereo, join me as I venture out on the wine road. Aiden offers up practical and helpful tips to help you live a more joyful life. The art of being yay isn't just something he developed on a whim on a lonely Wednesday. Welcome to Swirl, the wine show for people who know about wine and I know nothing about wine but I love it and I feel like wine's for everybody I also feel like wine is also intimidating Storygram Network We're back and next we have Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino aka Donald Glover and this guy is quite prolific he's written for 30 Rock The Community The Simpsons He's also a stand-up comedian. This guy does a little bit of everything. And this was the album that came out about a year and a half or two before the single This Is America, which blew him up. Came out in 2016. It was written by him and produced by him and also this other guy named Ludwig Granson or something like that. And that guy, he's also produced Kendrick Lamar. Chance the Rapper, but he's also known for composing for film and TV. So go Ludwig. (laughs) (laughs) He does everything well, though. Like he's into so many things. Ridiculously good. Really good at everything. And there was always this rumor that he was Danny Glover's son. And that is not true. His parents grew up on an Air Force base, they also adopted kids and so he grew up in a big huge family so take that rumor and throw it away (laughs) yeah no relation (laughs) no relation at all (laughs) yeah his stand-up is so good i haven't seen his stand-up yet i just watched community the last few months and fell in love with his character on that and it's like he's so funny he plays a jock right yeah and then it's funny then you're like oh let's listen to one of these albums. And I'm like, what? I didn't realize his music was going to be, you know, like you're like, he's so good at comedy. Like what's his music going to be like? Yeah. I'm, I'm a little irritated. He's so good at everything. Right. <laughs> like, how is that possible? <laughs> how do you have time for it? That's what I'm like, how do you have time? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So there was three singles and it received a Grammy award nomination for best album of the year, best urban contemporary album at the Grammy awards. 
And the single also was nominated for, and it got Best Record of the Year and won a Grammy Award for Best Traditional R&B Performance. The cool thing is, is I guess he had this crazy little app. So a little bit of background. He took a hiatus from um, social media and then he tweeted pharaohs.earth and then everybody could download this app and I had a crash down in from space and just kind of zoom in from this map and go straight to the Joshua tree in California. They released this album. (laughs) So strange. Yeah, so strange. I'm sure I'm missing something. Yeah, this album reminds me of like P-Funk, kind of old school sounding. I listened to it like five or six times already. And I started listening to it a couple days ago. The cover, it features a photo by New York City based on creative director Ibra Okay, in which the model Gianna Otato, she wears this beaded headdress and it was designed by Laura Wass at XYZ Jewelry. So the cover is pretty cool looking too, actually. So what are your thoughts? Oh, I really liked it. I'll <laughs> say it like, off the bat. It's nice. It's, it has a very nostalgic old school feel and so that was really fun it's very feels very upbeat and positive kind of sounding i think i really liked the first song it's one of my favorite songs on the album right Uh, because of that those reasons it just feels like time traveling but there's a freshness to it because obviously it's now so (laughs) and it's him but so it's like yeah there's like a playfulness to it and um it's just a really fun album yeah i forgot to mention too that this was i think the first album where he wasn't rapping in it either yeah that's what his other stuff has is him rapping and he decided to take it to a more uh, soulful approach even the the one before it, he doesn't rap as much, uh, Kawhi, but because of the internet, he does rap a little bit more in it. Okay, so he releases This Is America and The Summer Pack. I got to see him live during this time, and it was actually really, really good, even though it was a really big concert. My friend, she realized the reason why they call him the Childish Gambino is because when he sings and he gets up there, he looks like a kid because he's so into it. It's a good one. I would recommend this for almost anybody who likes funk and soul music it's some good romance music too you have any favorites okay first song is me and your mama me and your mama that is a great one
what else? That's definitely one of my favorites too. Um, I also like the second song, Have Some Love. Have a Yeah, that's a good one, too. I noticed that there's quite a few good songs on here, but there are a couple, to me, that are throwaways, I think. But not too many, though. Maybe one or two. I found it gets a little too... I don't know what the word would be, like, processed or auto-tune sound, or there's certain where I'm just like, oh, it's too noisy now, and or I need a break from it. So I think... A lot of these songs I would like on a mix. Okay. It would make versus listening to the album straight through, I get tired. Right. To me, a couple of them just sounded a little bit too cheesy. Like it was definitely sounding like P Funk. Like they were just doing a bunch of coke in the room and just making weird music. I mean, what musician doesn't do that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't listen, I didn't read lyrics and stuff, but I imagine some of them are kind of odd or like there's one called zombies. And so that was interesting. I'll play it. Yeah, that one does definitely go a little bit off the cuff there. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if he has any, like, I didn't obviously do any research, so I'm just listening to it, if he had any, I don't know, more, like what he says about the album or the songs. The other thing that he's good at that's really annoying, he was one of the good actors in um, that Star Wars solo movie. I Actually, I liked it. I don't know why it got so much hate and it didn't sell well. I didn't see it. It had Woody Harrelson in it. How can you go wrong? That's crazy. Yeah, a young Lando, <laughs> and that's a perfect role for him. I want to stick up for that movie. It's about as good as A New Hope. A little bit more cheesy or whatever here and there, but it was still really good, and it just got on. So, Well, the Star Wars fans seem picky about things. Yeah, that's true. Well, it was The Last Jedi that really ruined it for them and this made them not like the newer franchise and then i think anything after that kind of just no but to me it was good 
And here he is in like the Star Wars world, like got in there. Amazing. Totally. My favorite song in this album is Redbone. So good. It is. It's like a perfect capture of that sound. Yeah. Like he was able Definitely. to go back and it's kind that. of funny. It and some parts of like that song, it reminds me of like Belle Green, but with a lot higher voice. But that kind of vibe. Same vibe. To me, it's a pretty good album that you could play around people or your significant other and cook some dinner and have a nice romantic night or something like that. It's for the hopeless romantics out there. it is it's really yeah it i can see that it's good it's a fun album i'm glad i listened to it yeah definitely and you're right it does have this crazy nostalgic vibe to it too anybody could probably listen to this and probably find something that they would like out of it did he talk about any influences for this album like not for this album Really? Because it's obviously very highly influenced (laughs) by past artists. It's like from the same school of music of so many people from the 70s. Right, right? definitely. So I would think it would help people go down that rabbit hole of finding where he got his influences from. Nope. Not at all. That's weird. Are you sure? It must be somewhere. Um, He said like his influences in general is LCD sound system. (laughs) and something else but not for this one now which to me i don't think this sounds like the lcd sound system oh when we first heard redbone we thought it was a cover because it sounds so much like it's from another time like oh did he cover this it does sound like it right okay so he says he's influenced by lcd sound system as much as ghostface killer also influenced by a Funkadelic, which is P-Funk, and Outcast, and Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> Very just kind of vanilla. <laughs> I love Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, yeah. But why Insane by Vanilla is his inspiration. So it's just like, okay. <laughs> like, they're easy to find. They're easy to Did find. It. Just like, okay, I could have kind of guessed that. To be able to capture that, he obviously yeah. listens to a lot of that type of music. Right. Yeah, a lot of that Motown music. It does kind of remind me of that. Yeah, pick it up, y'all. I recommend yeah. it. You're going to find something. If you have a significant other, just play that in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's your makeout music. Makeout music. So- Perfect makeout music. <laughs> exactly. Yes, put it in your mix. It's on Spotify. I found it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. 
Okay, let's wrap things up. You could find me on Facebook and all the other social medias under Glitch Unicorn. And you can find me on Instagram as Sister Sandy. All right. See you next week. Bye.